This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. Mitch Matthew Bird in the house. Bradley DeMunbrun. Hello. Sarah is not here tonight. She's not in the house. She is not in that. Well, she's in a house. It's her house, just not our house. She's just had enough of me. We could say that every day, Brad. I didn't know that was an option. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you're you're here just to get away from the kids. Oh, my God. It's it's been brutal. Um, It's been a brutal couple of months that. My mother-in-law, right? Over mm. Easter, her heart stopped. Right. Like, she fell off the couch, her heart stopped, and my father-in-law had to do CPR to her. And the paramedics came and took her to, to St. Mary's, and she was convalescing there, and she's having these, you know, she's just convalescing from a, what they thought was a heart attack. And then she coded again, right there. Oh, fr- Jesus. In, in the hospital. And so they had to do the the, 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 the jolts, the jolts and the paddles. And so her heart kept stopping, which is the most Catholic thing to do at Easter is just keep dying and come back to life. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> right? So so they put a defibrillator in her. And then her kidneys stopped working because of, like, from all the drugs and right. stuff. Her kidneys, so she's been on dialysis for, like, two months. And now she's got septicemia. Now her kidneys are getting better, but she's got this infection. She's got a fight off the infection. And Erica, who's a doctor, thinks that the infection came from a dirty dialysis port into, mm-hmm. her, into her, which is possible. So Erica's not been at home. She's either yeah. been at working or at big barns visiting the mom. And, um, you know, so I've been at home with the kids all the time and that's why I've not been at games on the last podcast anyway th- I can't say anything about that because I keep a law so don't put that in the air Mitch <laughs> 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 but touch wood she'll get out and be at rehab tomorrow uh, get her to a rehab facility. she's not walked in two months Damn. oh my god I didn't yeah. even think she's about that in, yeah. she's not got out of bed so she's got to go to a rehab facility and Get her muscles up yeah, and yeah. working. Yeah, l- kind of almost not really relearn how to it walk, but just kind of training wheels. Two fucking months in my house. I'd say so. And now, as of what one o'clock today, you now have three kids running around all day instead of two. So, although we do spoiler alert, I know who yeah who Ewan's going to have for uh, fourth grade next year, Mr. Thomas. Did you guys already find out? Yeah. Oh, fuck. So much for that. It's the art teacher you want to know. We want to know who the art teacher yeah. is for next month. Don't know next yet. Next year because he, he does like seeing his uh, Miss Maurice. Yeah, he, he does not. We do not know yet. They uh, It was fun, too, because they were doing, you know, and this is the thing. People don't actually know unless you this Is this why people tune into the pod? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, the teachers actually go and sit there and say, okay. They have a draft. Yeah, they <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, no, it's more, it's more MOS. Yeah. Like, you start exchanging things yeah. for... You know, okay, we can't have Brad and Mitch in the same class because they'll just talk the entire time. Yeah. And we can't have, 
you know, uh, Sarah and Brad because yeah. they want to fight all the time. But you had allocation on the last kid, so it's my <laughs> turn to get first pick out of these. So this there, badge. so there is definitely a I can't have that kid because yeah. I know it. Like there is there discovery rights like yeah. like you know somebody sees you in like as a kindergartner in their sixth grade and they're like I like that kid. I want to call him call dibs on him now. Yeah, you know, homegrown versus, yeah. you know. And sometimes they don't pan out. They don't, like, you know, oh, shit, Ewan turned out to be a terrible kid, but yeah. I called him. So it's yeah. mine. Yeah, trade him away for Aiden, Caden, and Brayden. <laughs> Jaden. O'Kaden. Oh, O'Kaden's uh. oh, still my favorite joke that you made. Um, but, yeah, he, he's excited for next year. He's, you know. He's almost big man on. And so every day, man, he's going to be home. Like, what do I do with him? What do you do with him? Get out of there and mow the lawn. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Paint the eaves. Uh, yeah, I, I think I just want to also announce that this show is officially monthly because it's been another <laughs> month since our last show. So, well, I was like, I was horribly sick. Yeah, no, I'm not blaming anybody. It's just we're, we're just a monthly show. We're getting to that point. Let's now. just admit it, and let's uh, maybe it'll get better once the MLS first team starts, or maybe it, not. It probably will. I, I mean, mean, just right now, it's just. But right now, it's monthly. Don't expect it more than need, once a we month. We need more podcasters. So we can do like squad rotation. Die, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like bring the bring the B team in next week. That could be good. Baker's on like six podcasts now. We could get him on our, our rotation. The, uh, you know, Baker, I'm staying home tonight. Will you go in and <laughs> sub in for me? <laughs> okay, wait, wait. We're, we're taking the most miserable person yeah. and putting them with the most sunshine I and think rainbows it, person. I think it would be a nice spin. I, I think that would totally upset the dynamic <laughs> in this room. <laughs> It's just uh, you can't you can't just all of a sudden take everything from one side what of the if, boat and put it on the other side I, of the boat. It's going to capsize. What if we say, Matt, you can do the show, but you have to do only your most miserable takes. Save all the sunny stuff for the other shows. Yes. You, you gotta, anything you've got to complain about. We are the misery. Show. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We're He's mis- an Arsenal fan. He can channel that. Oh, there's plenty there. There is plenty there. All right, so, let's carry on. So let's start with something happy, at least. Okay. So people, uh, this past couple of weeks, we were able to get a specially commissioned piece of artwork yes. from our very own Mark Register. Yes. And if you don't know Mark, go out and uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Local, He's actually got a show coming up this weekend, too. Yeah. Yes, he does. He's probably doing well. He bought himself a nice new car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he's, well, no, his wife's doing well. Yeah. He's a he's a starving artist. He's just married married up. I know how that is, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so so with the women's rights struggle going on right now, he commissioned a special piece of artwork. Mark is very much an activist, and uh, we we took raffle purchases and and did them out. We were going to do this live, but that is way too much work. So we're just going to announce it on the podcast here first. And but he is he is actually doing the randomizer live in front yes. of me, so I can vouch for this uh yes and you know the people that you know put in ten dollars that's two yeah. you know we kept count of all that so i have the mega list here i am hitting randomize as we speak same system that we awarded our uh st louis fc bench yes it is actually a few years ago so. it is actually and our winner is sarah frey miller sarah frey miller she uh she put in at the uh game okay she, she was an in-person so congratulations sarah the worst part is is that matt baker he has a ton of entries in here. Sure. Like every other one yeah. is Matt Baker and he got two through five. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, Matt. So close. It is. It is. I probably should take um, a picture of this. So how do I, how do you spell her last name there? So I F R E Y M I L L E R E Y 
M. I've got her email, so E R. Okay. We will we will send her. An email. Suck it, Malia. You didn't win. Malia did not put in. She could still win. That's not stopped to be. This is also true. <laughs> this is also true. So we started off with something wonderful this time. Yes. With great donations for a great cause. Great piece of artwork that is actually right behind you, Brad. Yes. So, it, you know, we're we're starting with sunshine and rainbows. Sunshine and rainbows. Rainbows, definitely. It's June. It's Pride Month. That's right. It's June. Uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm typing yes, as stop I'm... stop typing her. No. God damn it, Brad. All right. This is going to be dead air. I don't care. You took notes. You were prepared. Dude, we were talking about his kids for 30 minutes. Well, his kids are awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's let's be honest. Us, that's one of us that thinks that, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's go on. I'm just announcing on Twitter and Facebook our winner because uh, I said I would do that. Okay. So. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, let's talk about the stuff that has happened since our last podcast a month ago. Uh, time stamps. Yes. Well, we will get to time stamps, but first, let's start with the city two results. Not good. Well, no, they're not. It well, no, they're not. Brad, uh, we lost three or four home games. Most. Well, we lost two, and then we lost one in the made-up system they have. One of them would have been a draw. Made-up PKs. Yeah, but ultimately. This is a development team. They're still working things it's, out. It's a development team when they don't win. It's a, no, no. Trying to win the league when they do win. Well, I mean, you can't no. pick and choose what we're going to be. Well, I think I personally think this this year they want to win. Okay. Maybe when when the when the big team comes along, maybe they'll they'll act more towards development. But I do think that they tried to make a splash this year. Okay. My question is, and just so if you haven't been paying attention, let me run this down real quick. Uh, they lost. Two to one to Vancouver. They won three one versus Portland, which we know Portland two is is traditionally horrible. Like in USL, they were horrible. They are strictly a development team. Um, and then we we drew one one with the Quakes, but then we lost in the Made mandatory penalty mandatory penalty shootout. The the coin flip. Yeah. So. Well, right now we sit sixth in the Western Conference. The top four go to the playoffs. And coming up this Saturday at SIU, we're playing the Houston Dynamo, which is right now number one in the conference. So it, we're we're going to be playing a much better team than we have been playing. Um, oh, yeah, I think the, uh, the 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 wins against like Salt Lake yeah, and yeah. stuff kind of put us in a false position. I do think that. I also wonder, and again, I don't know, I'm just asking aloud the style of, of play that we have is so energy intensive mm-hmm. you know you're pushing you're pushing and obviously the first couple of games nobody's ever seen you play before so maybe we caught a few people off guard with our style but maybe now we're wearing down a little bit i think that definitely happened in the vancouver game yeah. we were one up we couldn't really we had a lot of possession we couldn't create that much afterwards and I think they knew, Vancouver knew, that if they just sit tight, well, sit let tight, us wear ourselves out. Let ourselves out, last 30, they could go at us. And to be fair, the, the, their last goal was an absolute goal lasso. Yeah. But I think that was their game plan. Let let us run our socks off for 60 minutes. I don't think Hackworth used his subs quite right. Uh, we got very leggy at the end. And they, they just picked us off. And... Yeah, I think teams. I think Brad, Brad's right. I think he's 
that teams have watched the tape now and there's enough evidence there to go on and we don't seem to have another style of play to, to well, fall back on. And I, I also, <clears throat> excuse me, I also think um, we're going to be seeing some players come in with the MLS signings. They've said they're going to come in. Obviously, they're going to give them a break for a couple of weeks. You know, they're not going to, it's not like they're going to come in and immediately have the starting jobs or whatever. But I think we've left ourselves a few roster spots empty. So we don't have a lot of people to bring in. And I do think they, they have been trying to push the guys that they think have a chance, you know, so maybe the rotation hasn't been as much, you know, cause they're still trying to decide, you know, is, is for example, Creek, can he earn a spot on the big team? Yarrow, is he going to be, we know he's probably got a spot on the big team, but can is he, he going to, is he going to start, you right. know, and you know, guys like Aaron Hurd who probably going to Europe, but they want to run him out there against, you know, the older kids. Uh, Juan Cousin, definitely a tweener. But that's it. He's a tweener. Yeah. You're like, so you need to know where you stand with him. So, and that, and a part of that is where you stand with him every week. Keep running him out there. If he does break down, if he does get tired, that's a factor. So, I mean, again, I don't know. I haven't done a lot of time studying the roster and the minutes and everything. But it is a very, like I said, energy-intensive style of play. And, you know, we know teams that press hard do tend to have like a mid-season lull, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's the Premier League or Serie A or, you know, wherever. Um, Especially, well, it's, it's over here when the weather gets hotter in the mm-hmm. middle of summer. I mean, well, it's I was going to sprint full out. I was going to say maybe that affects it, but we really haven't gotten hot hot yet but it's coming it's coming it's it's literally yeah. probably two weeks away so th- that gives me also a little pause we better find our form quick because it's going to get harder well and, and knowing st louis it's going to go from 75 to 95 there's not going to be a gradual build-up it's going to be okay yeah. today we are in death yeah. valley yeah. yeah that said it is a two-team um I have fun at the games. I actually really enjoy watching the games. You know, I I had to remove myself from the section last week, and I actually enjoyed it when I was just standing off to myself watching the game. Yeah, the the game before uh, the uh, one at Edwardsville. Yeah, I was able to like watch a lot of the yeah, game we for kinda, the first time. Well, and Matt and I at the one game, we actually sat down <laughs> next to the supporter section. Or, because, but also, I think because you saw. That we were getting a little leggy in Vancouver. Yeah. It was a like a pivotal part of the game. It was like, okay, game on here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, um, but that's interesting. I, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't mind that. Again, I think you know you said it before, Matt. If if they have this run of form next year, where they lose three or four in a row, it, you know, will the fans start to you know pound their fists a bit? I think they might get a little vocal online. Yeah, I mean, I remember at the beginning of St. Louis FC. You know, I'm going back seven years. I was I was all in. I was yeah. the Matt Baker back then. <laughs> you know, I was. I was yeah. all in, and the, the team could do no wrong, and I, I really wanted it to succeed. And I remember we lost to, to some team like, I don't know, Toronto 2 or Richmond yeah. Kickers, and we got thumped. And McAdams wrote, fucking fix this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And that's Jason McAdams, yeah. the most right. level-headed guy in the world. Right. You know, so 
you know, you start having a slump. Yeah. People start asking yeah. questions. Well, and especially, you know, we're going to get to the, the stadium tours and, and the grass and things like that here in a minute with the new stadium. But I'm seeing some of these people posting in the different fan groups, you know, bought my tickets today, you know, got four of them, you know, they're 2,500 bucks a piece. Well, that man just spent $8,000. I mean, maybe he went in with a friend. I don't know. Right, but, but point is, that's a lot of money. And, I want to have fun every weekend for eight thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, what is it? I, I forget what my half of the blue season tickets are, but I think it's right around three grand, something yeah. like that. And it's like, okay, I'm going to get twenty games, whatever it yeah. comes out to. You you have an expectation, a modicum of expectation yeah. that what you're going to see. Yeah. And even if they weren't, if they had a bad season or two, you still know what to expect. Yeah. People don't know what to expect from an MLS team yet. Yeah. I mean, this is a completely foreign topic to, I'd say, probably 75% of this town. Yeah, I think so. There, or, you know, and, Even and, the soccer fans may not have been paying attention to MLS. Yeah, I mean, I barely have this yeah. year. I mean, I've watched maybe two games just because I, I don't have time. I've yeah. not watched any games because Cincinnati are winning. <laughs> I, I can't be bothered with that. But, but yeah, I think I do think, First year, no problem. You know, it's going to sell out. Everybody's going to be going to the games. Even if they're losing, you're, it's going to be new. It's going to be exciting. Well, and if they're losing and you're sick of losing, somebody will take your You tickets. can sell your ticket, right? But year three, year four, you know, you've got a short window. And we're, we'll talk about Charlotte here in a little bit. <laughs> um, which, knock on wood, you know, we won't be anything like Charlotte or Cincinnati. But... Yeah. But they both said, we don't want to well, no, be of like... Course, of course, of course. So, again, I'm okay. It's a it's a developmental team. I don't live and die with these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but next year, there's going to be a lot more people, a lot more heavily invested in the results. Well, I, even I, when I got my tickets this week... Um, yeah, let's go ahead and start talking about that. You went on the... Did you go on the tour or did you do it virtually? I, I did it virtually. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell us how that worked. What's the process there? Oh, it was fine. Um... I originally, I was going to go down there. I had an appointment with um, Mike McHugh on, on the Wednesday to go down and, and go do the tour and yeah. everything. And that's slab bang in the middle of you and getting home from school. Yeah. I was like, Mike, Virginia had surgery that morning. So he was like iffy about whether he was going to go. Yeah. So I, I rescheduled. I said, I'll do, I'll do virtual. And so... And I was on the fence. I talked to Caleb about doing support section tickets anyway. I was on the fence about what I wanted to do. Yeah. But I thought, well, I'll still do the the virtual thing and we'll see how it goes. And Brawley Darbin and his dad, Russ, his dad, Russ, is from England. And yeah. I've known him from see, seeing England games at the Amsterdam. They got this. Brawley, big West Ham fan. He does the West Ham St. Louis podcast, right? Or West Ham America. Um, West Ham America, right. Yeah. So if you listen to that podcast, that's who Matt's talking about, Brawley. Mm-hmm. And he he is a luligan in the fact that he shows up, make yeah, noise, yeah. but he's not a luligan as in he gets in there with the drums and everything. Yeah, he, yeah. he kind of sits off to the side and does his own thing. But he was all in with St. Louis FC. Yeah, yeah. And, and we would stand off and chat every now and again. But he, he got his seats at 201, row 20, back row next to the away fans. And he said he got the back row so he could stand if he wanted yeah. to. Like he's not going to get in there. And I thought, that's a good idea. Yeah. And it's again, 120 feet away from the pitch is is the back row. The view it's, looks yeah. good, and I was worried about. I was, so anyway, you, you asked me about the process. Yeah. So Chastity Thomas 
uh, the ticket rep called me and said, you, you still up for doing this, the tour today, uh, the virtual thing? I was like, yep. She's like, okay, I'll send you an email link for Teamworks or WebViewer or whatever it was. Um, she sent me a link. I clicked on the link and at 11 o'clock, boom, we, we were in a meeting and she's like, what, what are you looking for? What type of tickets? How many tickets do you want? And I said, well, my, you know, I've got, the, I've got my idea for these seats here next to, to this guy. So she was able to immediately pull up the view of this the the, uh, the the seat view and I'm like yeah they look fine and it actually does even though it's the back row it does look yeah. a decent view and I was worried because it's it's on the east side of the stadium looking west I was worried about the sunset yeah. you know because yeah. we, we we talked about the sunset being a problem as yeah. it's slew <laughs> but the, the the roof comes down a fair amount so there's only like a letterbox yeah. view of sun sunset I'm gonna get and it, they were the cheapest of the cheap seats they were. 350 each i think yeah. after the deposit was taken out so yeah so close to what we paid on the supporter section basically yeah, it, it can't yeah. Have and, been it, that much and different. you can see the touch lines okay I be, from what i could see on my phone yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the phone but again if you're if you're building a stadium in this day and age with any bad seats you need to fire your architect yeah. I, yeah. I don't think there's going to be any bad seats. i i mean i've played around with the with the virtual <laughs> yeah, you know, thing and yeah, I mean, virtually any spot I picked, I mean, you can see the stadium. You right. See, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, 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 there are no bad seats. Yeah. And, you know, when we get to the supporter section, I typically like to stand in the back anyway. Like, I don't, I don't need to be in the front row. I don't need to be right by the drums. Kind of watch. Yeah. I mean, and if you're right at the grass level anyway, yeah. you can't see as much. You can't see the other side right. for sure. You yeah. Need, you need a little elevation yeah. just so you get an overview of the game. Yeah. Being up against the glass at a hockey game is awful. You yeah. want to be 10 rows back uh -huh. so you can see it. So, you know, supporter section is general admission. We may be in a different spot every time. Uh, but I like to be sort of in the back edge of that, which is about halfway up because there's another ring above mm -hmm. the supporter section. Did you look at those seats at all? No. I, <laughs> I just no. didn't know how, how expensive they were, the ones right above the supporter section. I actually didn't want. If if, if the seats I wanted weren't available, I was going to go in the supporter section. But yeah. once she said, these are available, I'm like, oh, well, let's do that. If, they, if she said someone's already took them. Yeah. But I will say this. When when she did an overview of the stadium and everything that was available, yeah. I could have had my pickers. There was no, so there were still plenty. Oh, spoke. there was tons. There okay. was. T I mean, I don't know if that's still the case. I mean... The only thing I worry about that is, and we'll, and we'll get to time gate here, timestamp time gate here in a minute. Um, I worry about the people who are later in line. Yeah, there might be seats available, but they may be just the expensive seats. You know, people may have taken the cheaper ones, or or if you're looking for front row, maybe they won't have any front row. You know what I mean? They, I think there'll be seats left for a little while. I mean, not everybody's going to get seats, obviously. Um, but, but you do have that option to go in the support section. Though. Yeah, and if I mean, you, if you, you know, I you can't. It's not for everybody, so I get that. But well, I, I also think too is that you know, okay, if your section two hundred one wasn't available, you know, there's still two thirty two or something. You yeah. like it may not be exactly where you want, but, yeah. but you know, on the other corner, there's the same exact view. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's there's different vantage points that okay, I didn't get exactly where I want, but I can get parallel as as of right now i'll say the last official timestamp i saw that was getting appointments was 1004 so what is that an hour no that's or, or two hours that's four minutes into 
the, oh. the public sale. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, there were two hours of, of pre-sale codes, but we're just now four minutes in. But we know in the first 15 minutes, there were 15,000 deposits. Right. They just blasted it. So it's going to take a while to get through, and I don't know how far they'll get. But I know they won't get past 15 minutes, though. I doubt it. So I don't think they can. I mean, the people complaining about you know not getting in... I'm sorry. It's just like if the Rolling Stones announced they're coming to town. Yeah. If I don't buy my tickets in the first 20 minutes, I'm not getting tickets. 20 minutes? 20 well, seconds? Well, yeah. Well, and, and a lot of these. And there are know. people with pre-sale codes, and, and that shit just happens. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, if, if, if a band comes to the pageant that yeah. I really want to see, it, you know, fan club gets first shot, uh, American Express card holders yeah. or Chase or whoever, whoever is sponsoring that tour, Yeah. you know, then... They have some, I'm sure there's a third pre-sale. Yeah. And then it goes to the public on Ticketmaster, and then you're fighting the Ticketmaster system. So why is this any different? It's not. And But also, if you go back eight years to when Manchester City played Chelsea at Bush Stadium, Mm -hmm. there was a a day pre-sale. Yeah. Yep. Where you, the, the, the password was soccer. Yeah, you know, really, really high tech <laughs> yeah. cyber crime there. You know, if the Cardinals made it to the World Series, hackers got in, the, but yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the password for the World Series tickets would have been baseball. Yeah, um, the hackers they hit yeah, at twelve exactly. But I mean, those tickets were like gold dust. Yeah, yeah. it's the same thing. It's it's the same thing. But also, you have to remember, you know, if Fulham are going up this year, yeah. right? That 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 existing. Season ticket holders should get first shot. They do. Yeah. They do. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this isn't new here. If you're invested in the the community and if you're invested in what's going on and if you, you've got a track record of, you know, being a soccer yeah. season ticket holder, especially for Jim Kavanaugh's team, who is a, a part owner of the MLS team, you get... Yeah. You should be brought you along. Get an <laughs> and, and if... And you know what? When... When the U.S. soccer plays at TQL Stadium like they did last night, Cincinnati fans got first shot of those tickets. Yeah, because that's know. what it should be, and that's what it should be. And when and when the U.S. national team plays at uh, City Stadium, you know we're going to get first shot of those. And and if you have a track record of supporting local soccer, then you get first benefits. Dibs. And, and, and it's the benefits of putting in the work. I, I, I hate to be blasé about it, but yeah. Right. I mean, it, I mean, and again, I'm not saying that is you know egotistical or or you know, but there are people that have done, and it's the same thing. Yeah. I do. I do think. I mean, they can only do so much, and I get that. And 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 Kavanaugh looked after the St. Louis FC supporters. He did, and and uh, and they did reach out to other groups too. I, and and yeah. I, I I hope they did because they I did. Think yeah, they if, did. If if you are a, a fire and ice season ticket holder, yeah. I, I don't know about that specifically, no, but, I, but I was just using them as yeah. an example. I know different groups around town who are invested in soccer had pre-sale codes, either for staff or for friends and family. It wasn't just St. Louis FC; it was it was other groups, and I don't want to say who it is because. I mean, people are already mad at us for our pre-sale code. Yeah. I don't want to get anybody else <laughs> in trouble. Uh, we'll take the target. Yeah, for... but there were other people. Yeah. No, but let's say, for instance, if they gave Tony Glavin yeah. a pre-sale code, how can you be mad at that? Right. You know, or if they gave Sonny Ziggits, you tried to make Bordeaux a thing. Yeah. If they said, Sonny, here's a, you tried. Yeah. Uh, you can't be mad at that. Well, and I mean, you know, I even saw people saying, 
Well, they probably gave their, you know, you know, corporate sponsors early. At, well, yeah. Well, because give you fifteen they, million dollars. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, AB just announced their partnership. I'm sure the AB executives got on a list. Yeah, and immediately their <laughs> their because they were buying a suite, but yeah. yeah, their box and then their two three rows of tickets that they're going to have down in the 100s to give to employees or they're or, gone. Yeah, you know it, that's 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 life. That's how business is done, kids. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too, and I do think this is the other part about it is that I think so many soccer fans in St. Louis have been used to a grassroots, uh, uh, touchable. Yeah. environment that now we're in corporate land yeah this is no different than the nfl or mlb or nhl big business runs this sport now yeah, yeah. it's it, they're, they're a marketing company with a side job of soccer yeah. you know the same way the nhl is a marketing company with same side job of hockey but also i think you, you touched on the grassroots thing the, the only time soccer has ever really sold out here in the past was was in the 80s for for a season when that this was it the steamers mm-hmm. the, the ambush yeah. won it, and then for the city Chelsea game there was the sellout, but when Real Madrid and Inter came to town, when Bosnia and Argentina came to town, they weren't sellouts. No, yeah, you, know, you could get they were, you could get a ticket. And I think day of people are used to being able to just rock up on the day and getting a ticket. I also think you know I think I talked about it last podcast where I'd gotten an email from the Dynamo saying, you know, ten dollar tickets, you know, for the rest of the season, and you know, Mitch and I went to the first season at their new stadium and that wasn't that long ago Mm -hmm. well since then i've also gotten tickets from minnesota united or emails from minnesota united i can get 12 dollar tickets to their brand new stadium and a team that's pretty good you know it's going to happen st louis yes the first year you're not going to be able to get tickets but i guarantee you'll start to see i don't i don't think groupon's a thing anymore (laughs) okay you'll start to see groupons for st louis city tickets you'll you know, you'll see people wanting, Facebook to get, ads. <laughs> wanting to get rid of their tickets. So I get it. Everybody wants to go this first year. A lot of people are going to get to go this first year. But the the, the novelty will wear off. Uh, they'll lose four in a row, and you'll be able to go to a game. And the other thing is, too, is that, you know, if you are not available, or, you know, if they're not able to get you in in this, it doesn't mean that you can't sit and watch and, you know, hey, put me on a list if somebody drops. But, you know, yeah. there, there's going to be ways to keep yourself engaged and we'll definitely We'll definitely have, you know, places to exchange tickets on our Facebook groups and Twitter groups and things like that. Um, they are holding out a significant number of tickets for game day sales yes. or single game sales, I should say. Um, so there might be, you know, there might be 200 tickets in the supporter section that, we can help you get, or, you know, they're going to save certain sections of the stadium, you know, nice tickets for people. So don't give up hope. But again, if you, if you've got a timestamp in, you've got your deposit in, they're up to 10 Oh four. Don't lose heart yet. Let's see what happens. I would imagine we're going to get up until at least 10, 10. That would be my, I think so. And and that's the other thing too. You, you mentioned it a second ago, you know, the, the team, you know, Props to Caleb and Kiki. They're working with the supporter groups to make sure that there are opportunities for us to help yeah. people get stuff. You know, it's it's not going to be completely ticket ma- or seat geek in their case. Yeah. Seat geek and, you know, gen pop. There's going to still be a level of interaction that we're going to be able to yeah. work with. And I do think, that, you know, just like Matt went on his virtual tour and 
he just ended up found something he wanted. There are people who, who have put down for seats, but they may decide they want the supporter section or whatever. So not everybody's, not everybody's taking eight seats. Not everybody's taking four seats. Not even, some people aren't even taking the two or one they want. Well, I put, I put down for three. I only got two. Right. Cause, cause Alex works Saturdays. So like, you know, you don't do? give up hope yet. Yeah. And, uh, we'll yeah, just and see th- where we that's go. That's the other thing too. I mean, Law of attrition of, yeah. of you know, like you said, that I I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely yeah. right. And also, if it, let's say, and and it will, it will sell out the first year. Yeah, yeah. But you've also got these Liga MX games. Yeah. The, the Nations League or the League of Nations or whatever the, the United Nations. There'll be Open Cup games. The open Cup games, which are going to be empty because yeah. that's what they are. Unless we draw Sporting KC's, for instance. Yeah. You know, it's they're going to be empty, and you will get to go to games. And I also expect. I imagine. There's going to be a U.S. national team game to to splash it. That, and I also imagine City 2 might play a few games there. So if you don't get tickets to the big team, but you still want to experience the stadium, and, I mean, these games are good to go watch. You know, yeah, they're not the big names. They're not the, you know, stars that you want to see. MLS isn't the big names. (laughs) That's true, but they do have some. Um, We we signed a big name, though. We'll get to that in a bit. We'll get to that. yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to say about the stadium, it, it has been, I don't know if this has been officially confirmed, but it's being reported everywhere, that the bronze boot game between SIU and SLU will be at the Centene Stadium. Which is awesome. So it's a big game every year. I mean, they get large crowds to this game anyway, uh, but it'll be nice. I think it probably will be maybe one of the first official matches there. I hope season ticket holders maybe get <laughs> either yeah. a, a presale link or something to get a game. Because uh, I would love, well, I mean, I can't wait to see the stadium anyway, um, but that would be a good one to go to. I mean, good rivalry, good local, I mean, two really good local college teams. It would be a great game. Speaking of seeing the stadium, that is the one thing that kind of, I, I get a pang of jealousy, seeing everybody go and get their, oh, here's the view from my seats. Here's the view from my seats. And it's like, oh, well. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> you know, and, and I know it. You know, it should be the last one to go in because of the railings and the. Yeah. You know, I totally get it. You you need to get those other ones in first. I and, told and Caleb, Caleb finish the bar first. Yeah. Well, then invite me in. I think that's the plan. We'll find out. <laughs> I've also gotten word from several people too that our bathrooms underneath our section yeah. are the largest in the stadium, as it should be because at halftime. You're going to have a lot of people sprinting for that so they can get it, you know, yeah. empty, get a beer, and get back into the stands. I love a good toilet. <laughs> but but you, you guys know what I've said about MLS in the last eight years. Yeah, yeah. But even even I, when I when I got my no, confirmation that I got season tickets, you know, I had a little spring in the stand. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. It's nice. Yeah, because it's back on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about another uh, good thing that happened. Finally, finally, we've been talking about it for a month or more than a month. Uh, they signed Nielsen. That's mm-hmm. it's been official. It's made official. Um, this is a 28 year old defender, center back. He is part of the Swedish internet or Swedish international team. He played in the Bundesliga for Armenia Belfield this year. Came from Bundesliga. <laughs> Shocking, huh? Yeah. We, we haven't finished our last Bundesliga player. You're serving me up another Bundesliga player? Uh, and he is signed through 2026. So this, I think, is a very solid signing. Uh, I think it's the biggest signing yet. I, yeah, I, think I, get, it, I get people, and I, I mentioned it on Facebook, and somebody wanted to argue with me about Berkey. Yeah, but I think Berkey's a bigger name. Like More people have heard of him. 
Berkey's not at his peak. He's not at his peak. This lad's at his peak. And yes, a goaltender can have a huge impact on your on your wins and losses, but this guy's going to be involved in more actual play on the field. And I think he will be the rock of our center line for, for a few years to come. Swedish national team, yep. which are no mugs. No, no. Um, he's at his peak. Yeah. 28 like, still, you know. He's at his peak. Yeah. I mean, that is, I mean, he's. Prime age. He's not on the upswing, but he's at his peak. Yeah. He's, you can't. You can't say he's like a Shakira. Yeah, yeah. He's also. not on his way down yet. He's not coming yeah. here for a last payday. No, no. He's he's here to play, and, and I think it's a great sign. And I, I like a good defender anyway. Yeah. Because I think the art of defending is a, is a lost art to a degree. I think kids yeah. grow up wanting to be Messi or Ronaldo, yeah. and I think I, I I like a good we, defender. I like a grinder. Yeah, and and that's that's the St. Louis way. It's the blue collar. Yeah. Work hard, hard nosed guy. That's a defender almost. And there always. and there was a good article in the post today about how some of the blues Swedish players had uh reached out to him to tell him about the St. Louis Yeah, yeah, Steen and uh I can't remember the uh Mikola. Yeah. Had reached out to him and said, Hey, St. Louis is a great place to come. Yeah, I mean kinda well, nice. I mean yeah. I'm I'm an immigrant. I, I love it here. So, but yeah, a good signing. Great signing. Honestly, a, a really good signing and Better than, better than Klaus, in my opinion. Yeah, B- yeah. A bigger splash than Klaus. Yeah, yeah. I, I still like the cut of this Ostrich. Ostrich, yeah. Because I think Allegedly. he is on the upswing. I do think he's got yeah. some potential. Um, I think he does want to prove himself. He yeah. does want to play. I think he he's not got a lot of minutes at clone. He's been on loan. He plays for their two t- team. I yeah. think he can be the man. I think, But I think this is a solid... Oh, it's a great signing. Solid signing. You know he's going to do the business he's he's a known quantity he's the kind of guy you want and he he's had to he's had to scrap and fight and bite and fucking maul his way to keep Amelia Belfeld in the yeah. league in the Bundesliga yeah. he is that and that is what I want yeah. that is what I want in a defender and and you know it, it pains me that we don't have promotion and relegation but I want a player that's had to have that mindset yeah, yeah. of having a punch and scrap and fight his way to keep his team in, in, in the league. And, and it's a great sign. Honestly, it's a great sign. I'm thrilled with it. So that's where we are right now. Um, we'll see. I mean, now that the European season is is over pretty much, there might be one or two. It was over for United in January. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're still playing some international games. But I think right now what we're really looking forward to is the opening of the next window with MLS. Mm-hmm. Because uh, now we need to start filling in. I mean, not saying we won't sign a couple more international players, but now we're looking to fill in with some Americans, some veterans of MLS, some uh, grunts. Yeah, well, yeah, but so, but, people, but no, no known grunts. quantities yes, in no this quantity league. Grunts. Yes. You don't want. I'm not saying space fillers. Yeah. I'm saying the guys that are going to get the job done. And I'm sure there will be a couple of quote unquote big signings. You know, people we've heard of, people we know. But you know, Lutz has been. Ready to do. <laughs> Lutz has been very clear from the beginning. You know, we're not signing the big name from Europe, like Matt said, who's on his way down. We're not we're not chasing a name just to sell tickets. A, we don't have to. And I don't think that model works. No, it doesn't. I honestly, you build a team. You don't. Build- I mean, if you don't have a good team and you're not interested in investing, I think that is a quick way to spark interest in your club but it doesn't work it's as a far cheap as, pop 
Yes, exactly. And I don't think you can't have a room full of guys who are on eighty grand a year looking at a guy on eight million. Not if yeah, not, especially if he's not doing the work. Right. right. I mean, you know, if he's, there are a few that have come over and have really wanted to prove it. Wanted. I mean, a keen in L.A. You can't argue he didn't do the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they come over and they're just earning a salary and they, you know, yeah, that gets old real quick. So good for them. Um, with Nielsen, I think it's a great signing. And uh, looking forward to the next name Lutz brings in. And that's the thing, too. It's Now it's starting, you know, to see the guys on the two-team. You see these signings. It's starting to become yeah. real. It's starting to and become about soccer again. Yeah, one more tidbit. It did say in the article he will be coming over and will be joining the two-team. Like I said, they're going to give him a good break because these guys need a break. They, you know, they just finished a full European season. Uh, but expect some of these guys to start getting yeah, but he minutes. Can, he can come in, maybe get a 20-minute cameo yeah, yeah. here or there. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's moving, first of all, moving to a, a foreign country is hard. Especially, he's 28. He's probably got a, a missus and a kid, probably. Um, he's going to have to find a school. He's going to have to get a driving license. He's going to have to turn the gas on. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's high. and obviously the team's going to have some help, but, you, you, well, you know, just as a point of reference, even for the Blues, Justin Falk came to the Blues after the 2019 season, so 2020, mm-hmm. I guess it was, and after that first season, he said, it was really hard for me to adjust going from Carolina to St. Louis because you don't know anybody, you don't know mm-hmm. the areas of town, you don't know where to eat, you don't know any of that kind of stuff, and you got to figure it out. And he's coming from Carolina, mm-hmm. coming from Sweden or, or Germany or whatever. That is a major, I, major I w- adjustment. I will say, for the most part, you know, that they, they all speak English. Thankfully, they, right. a lot of them speak English, and that's going to be a, a, a massive help for them. But there's nuances. There's but you're right. I mean, you, you take the wrong turn that driving somewhere you, in a part of town you don't want to be. Right, and, 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 and little things like that. Or, you know, and it's not. Colleen, the, the Roonies hated being in DC. Yeah, exactly. And and it wasn't that I don't think that they hated being in DC. Colleen wasn't used to nobody knowing who the hell she was. Right, her kid. You know, she's a wagon that everybody knew in England that was on the papers. You know, she didn't. She couldn't go to the the, the race courses. She couldn't go. She didn't know. It was right. it was alien to and, 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 and it was on the flip life, side. Yeah, the life she was used to. Yeah, and on the flip side, that's why Thierry Henry liked being at New York. Mm-hmm. Lothar yeah. Mateus was the same way when he was at the Metro Stars. He could walk around. No one knew who the yeah. hell it was. Yeah, you know, Henry's like, I can throw my hoodie on, and nobody's going to pick me out. Of- he got stopped in frisk just like any other black guy in New York. <laughs> no? That's not that's not where you're going? It's, no, I wasn't. But Okay. It probably happened. I was going to say, I'm sure it did. Uh, anyway, so... Moving on, other news this week, uh, U14 Academy is, is they're building out that academy. Yep. Uh, they're adding the 15s and the 14s, and the 14s named a new head coach, Megan McCormick. And just going to say it, nice that they've hired a woman. Agreed. We've got a woman in a head coaching spot. I think there's another choice they could go with. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, the point is there's a lot of women head coaches that normally don't get the chance with men or boys teams yep. and i like the fact that our our club evidently looked at their choices and said she's the best one for this job regardless her, of gender i her, agree her resume does look very good resume. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good resume 
yeah, she's been with uh, most recently Scott Gallagher, uh, Kansas City. Um, but just a nice little bonus. But even more important than being a female head coach, we've got another two levels to our academy. And it's, it's kind of iffy because not all MLS teams go down that far. So I don't know what their competition will be yet, but uh, but at fourteen years of age, you really should. I don't think you should hard to travel. travel. Yeah, I don't think you well, should they shouldn't. It's but, in the but, it's in the summertime, so it's. But you the know. other thing is too is that you know between a Gallagher, uh, Tony Glav, and a Lou Fuse, right? There's enough good competition in the area Definitely. that those kids are going to be getting well, yeah. well run. Well, up. and just getting them in the system, so they're they're used to how St. Louis City works because it's, if they pre, go it's preschool up, for exactly. the 15 16 team. Exactly. So, that's good news. Uh other big news since the last show, we had AB announced as a major sponsor. No real surprise, but rest assured kids, we've checked there will be other beer products available at the stadium throughout the stadium. Uh and the Ultras Lounge is not on our side. <laughs> so you'd think the Ultras Lounge would be with the supporters, but no, it's the Mick Ultra Lounge. That's the fancy glass box on the south side of the stadium. The supporters bar will be on the north side of the stadium and plenty of beer choices there, not just water. Yes. So, um, the Thieves. Sarah's not here. There's, this would normally be her uh, segment to run, but since she's not here, I'll just go ahead and say they had their one-year anniversary. Yay. So, kind of neat that they've been around for a year and... They did an event recently where they packed a bunch of bags at Schlafly, kind of like we did last year for the winter, did it this year for the unhoused for the summer, and uh, a lot of people turned out, packed a lot of bags, and they took them out and distributed them at a couple of places downtown, and so thanks everybody who came out and helped with that, and please follow the Thieves on social media and sign up for their uh, volunteer sheet, that way you can get emails of when they're doing things, because again... Not only are the thieves definitely influential and helpful with our charity du jour and things like that, but their focus is actually getting hands on and and doing things and volunteering. Uh, so that's just a great program to get involved in. So thanks everybody who had came out to that and look forward to more thieves stuff and those that bought stuff for it too as well. Exactly. Um, June we mentioned earlier is obviously gay pride month and we have our pride raiser it's our annual uh it's not ours i should say it's, it's a nationwide our uh, participation is annual started by some friends down in chattanooga chattanooga, chattanooga. um what up jay but their program it started with them and like uh detroit city and some mpsl teams that started this idea to raise money for local pride charities and they just expanded every year now I think there's 70 different supporters groups this year that are participating. The, the, the screenshot of all the... Yeah, uh, the logos. It was like, oh my God. I remember it was like two or three rows and now yeah. it's like seven. Yeah, it's it's definitely taken off. I think over the past four or five years, they've raised over oh, close to a half a million dollars. Um, last last two years alone, we've raised 10000 just on our campaigns. Right. Um, so what you do is you go to STL Pride Razor stl.prideraiser.org and you'll find ours there and this year we're asking people to pledge a dollar amount per goal that St. Louis City scores for the month of June. Mm -hmm. So there's five games. Uh, for example, I bid 
or I pledge three dollars. So let's say City scores twenty goals in the month of June. I'll get a message at the end of the month from Pride Razor saying your pledge adds up to sixty dollars and a link to for pay. you to click. Pride Razor doesn't get the money. We don't get the money. It's a link directly to our charity. In this case, it's the St. Louis Metro Trans Umbrella Group, and it's just a fun way to bet on your team. Uh, and then and donate some money to and charity. some shit talking and you know yeah as it there, all goes. yeah there's definitely you know different groups are trying to outraise other groups uh, right now we're close to two hundred and fifty dollars a goal that's pledged. awesome uh, so we encourage you all to get involved I mean some people are doing you know a dollar some people are doing twenty dollars I mean honestly any little bit helps so I mean whatever you feel comfortable doing it's just a good program and you know what's the best thing about it. Unlike the years at STLFC, we're actually going to raise some money. Cincinnati <laughs> fans have raised about 20 bucks the last two years. <laughs> I mean, the bail, the bail it's, it is funny, you know, because last year I do remember poking them a little bit uh, because they had like a, a really good total that they they pledged per goal. But literally we outraised them because they didn't score enough goals <laughs> to make people pay. I mean... So, yeah, it's it's up to the team, too. The team's got to come through and score some goals for us. Let's put some so. pressure on them. Uh, but it's just something fun to get involved in. I liked it when the when the players pledge as well. Like we yeah. yeah. Where's Sharpie always? Yep. Well, was, Matt ba- was it Matt Baylor? Th- now, the, that was a different program. That was playing for pride. Correct. That And that was a different thing where you could bet on, you know, your players, individual players to start or to have so many minutes or so many goals. Um, that is still going on, but I, St. Louis City 2 doesn't have anybody. But I imagine when we get to MLS, there will be players that do that. But, I mean, all these things are fun. They're just mm-hmm. you know ways to get involved and cheer your team on. Uh, a merch update. The uh, We've got the new T-shirts. Pink. We've got the new scarves. In. And got a few pet scarves remaining. <laughs> Uh, people, you know, wanted to know, wanted some pet scarves, so we got them in. They're kind of cool. They're very cool. Uh, Don't get around my dog's fat neck. <laughs> well, yeah, he's getting a, he's getting groomed. I think next week. So um, after the grooming, we're gonna try it. Sam got one for his baby, so they're perfect size for a baby. Yes. <laughs> uh, I saw Nate, our friend, the Borussia Dortmund fan. He tied one to the back of his motorcycle. It's kind of yeah. cool hanging yeah. out back there. So I, I even noticed at that game when we were handing them out, a lot of people were wearing them as headbands. There you go. Because it was a good way to keep the sweat out of uh, your eyes. I've got one up in my cubicle. It's smaller than a full-size scarf, so it's a nice little display scarf. So not just for pets, but uh, there are a few of those remaining. So get them while they're hot. Those will be, those, the shirts and the scarves, will all be at the game this weekend at SIU. In addition to, we've got new Pride pins with our new Pride logo you've seen us use on our social media. Um, and then just the regular buttons and stickers and scarves and all that stuff. Yes. So, come out and join us at the tailgate. Tailgate yep. starts two hours before kickoff. And also something for people that we get asked this frequently. If you show up and you want to put money into the charity du jour bucket but you don't have cash, we'll take card. There you go. We can do uh, Apple Pay or any sort of tap to pay system on our on our system so you know just because you didn't have cash doesn't mean you can't get in that's right um just a couple of uh, mls notes before we go to a few listener questions um came out that uh lionel messi may be headed to miami <laughs> uh part of that would be him buying a portion of the team um 
and our friend Fat Deuce down in Tampa made the best comment of all comments about this. You know, not somebody's over the hill, not you're buying a championship. He said, the great thing would be if Messi came and bought Miami, or part of Miami, then had to turn around and pay another team discovery rights to sign himself. <laughs> because you know somebody's got a discovery tag on, on Messi. You know, Cincinnati developed him from a young age. So that would be the most MLS thing of all. It totally would. It's just a dog and pony show down there. Yeah. yeah. So they are getting better. And it's a shame because it could have been something kind of cool. I think it still can be. I think they learned a few lessons last year by trying to sign too many TPs. Uh, <laughs> and not being able to have them all. Yeah, I mean, they they should have put somebody who can add in that in that role. I mean, but well, they bought so many DPs, they didn't have enough money for accountants. That's right. So uh, it looks like they're starting to get it worked out a little bit. But, you know. I just meant more the you know, the stadium and, you know, yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. could have yeah, been cool it, and they just botched it. He can't. Messi, he, I mean, it's just a lifelong thing for him to be. You know, coached by Phil Neville. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he wants, man. I, I He's get, always I dreamed it. of it. I get it, you know. Uh, maybe Bruce Arena by that time. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Okay. The next part is Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. What are we going to do with Charlotte? Laugh. Um, that is exactly what we're going to do. So their head coach, famous for saying, you know, moments before the season kicked off, were fucked because <laughs> their DP that they planned on signing all along ended up saying, fuck this. I'm not playing for you guys. And they didn't have enough to fill out a squad at the time. Yeah, they yeah they ended up, you know. But honestly, the team's not, not that, doing too bad. Not mm-hmm. that bad. For an expansion team, they're all right. I mean, the path of the course. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not, not abject failure, though. Not Cincinnati. They're not horrible. Mm-hmm. But they fired their head coach about a third of the way into this campaign, yep. which we just mentioned hasn't been going too bad. You got to think this is more of a personal situation than a football decision. The, the totally. Ru- the rumor is that one of the, the designated players just said, I if he's still a coach, I'm not coming back from international duty. Could be. Could but be. You know what? You can't have the monkeys. No. Running the zoo. You running the zoo. You can't have the, the, the organ grinder bowing down to, to the monkeys. Mm-hmm. And, and Again, this all speaks to a front office that's not on the same page, that's not working together, that's not pulling in the same direction. Um, You know, these are things like the cracks will start to show. And with Charlotte, they've been showing for a long time. Whether before, it's, before. Whether it's their general manager or, or fan council, whatever guy, on Twitter, melting down and yelling at people. Make, making a fan uh, SG that they were running. Yeah, I mean. They've done pretty much every. Going every... with PSLs and then kind of backing out of it, but still charging for them. And like so many things have gone wrong. And including firing the coach wasn't the only big news this week with Charlotte. So the Panthers are getting ready to start their training. Um, as we know, they share a field, main field with the Panthers, which is always problematic when MLS teams and NFL teams share a field. Apparently, the training grounds are going to be taken over by the Panthers because, you know... They make more money. They're the Panthers. Um, and the group that was either working on new training grounds or expanding the new training grounds, that work has stopped because Tepper is 
that company has fired, filed bankruptcy. Uh, <laughs> even though, quote unquote, Tepper is the richest man in soccer, like the richest MLS owner, his company that was building the new training facilities has filed bankruptcy. So, Which, Charlotte... I mean, we know it's a shell game. Well, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But still. It doesn't look good. No, not at all. <laughs> and, again, couldn't happen to a nicer city. No. Fuck you, Charlotte. That's what you get for running off an existing team. Yeah. I have no animosity against Charlotte. I don't know where the Charlotte hate comes from. Me, it's because there was an existing USL club, much like Atlanta. That, you know, they came in and pushed them out. The um, the and they did some shit talking, and they you know said they were going to be the best ever, and then they decided, oh, we're not going to go grass. We're going to stick with turf and. Oh, we're going to have the best this and that. Oh, well, we're just going to share our stadium. We're going to have the best price tickets, and then and they then did PSL. They were See, way too, don't like, get me wrong. I'm glad that they're having a bad time of it. Yeah. But I, I, I don't want any football fan other than my team to be happy. That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't want anyone to be happy. I don't yeah. want you know, I, you know, fucking I, Sunderland fans happy at Wembley. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. I didn't want. To, I don't want to see any. Other, I don't want to see any other football yeah. fans happy. Ever, yeah. There you go. The teams I support. You know, it's not that I hate you. I just don't want you to be happy. <laughs> because so, if you're happy, that means that I... Football is a misery fest. Get, oh, it is. You know, it, it reminds me of that Dave Chappelle sketch. You know, why don't we care about our customers? Because fuck them. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> football should be a misery fest. Yes. It is. It, it is. is. It's it a misery fest. It is. All right. We do have a few questions from the listeners, and we'll do those real quick so we can get out of here. Uh... Will Will Bramlett wants to know how do you think Ralph Corday Stadium in SIU stacks up to stadiums in the Bundesliga? I guess we'll find out <laughs> when we get a few Bundesliga players in here to have fun at that stadium. Still a little disappointed we're not on the berm, but yeah, well. it, it is. I mean, uh, Chris Dolemeyer, since it's Pride Month, can you highlight some of the things this group has done to support uh, communities over the years? I mean, I, I made a little statement on our Facebook public page today because just a couple of people were complaining about you know us promoting our pride raiser us promoting the raffles for cdj changing our our logo to the little rainbow which every group does now were, were those people had you ever seen them before or met them? <laughs> no. uh some of them live in denver yeah and peoria and yeah yeah i mean what i just say Chappelle say again yeah, fuck them that's why <laughs> um no but i mean and, you I, know, and I, I, I i made a public statement saying basically Yes, our primary focus is soccer and going out and supporting our team and having fun at the games. Uh, but it has always been our position for 12 years now. You know, we didn't just start yesterday, guys. A lot of these people don't know our history, but maybe should look into it if they're going to join the Facebook group of the Lilligans. Um, but we've always used our CDJ, and we've always stood up for marginalized communities, and we've always wanted to make it a welcoming place for those people. And, you know, they're like, well, you're not very tolerant, you know, to whatever. It's like, no, we're not tolerant to intolerant people. Yeah. Um, and if if you don't like supporting gay cause, and I again, you, you don't have to give to any of these charities. These are voluntary things. Um, but if you want to say, I don't think we should be talking about gay pride, you are free to start your own group. You are free to go join another group. Um you're but this to, is free to fuck off. But this is not uncommon in supporter no. culture. And I and I can the only perspective that I can give a little 
credence to is that we've had several incidents in the national news line up right before Pride Month. Yeah, yeah. So it does look like for the past yeah. six weeks, all we are is an activist group. And, a little and, bit. And, and and unfortunately, it's because it's a sign of the times that we're you know living yeah. in that there are just things stacking up. We're always going to be on, like you said, on the side of the marginalized. And yes, we're always going to be about the soccer. But at this moment in time, this is what we have to do. And you also, know, we're about to have a World Cup in a country <laughs> where it is illegal. Right. Yeah. 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 To be who you are, and and we live in a country where you are free to be anyone you want to be. Mm. Well, you, and, and, and in some that, states. And celebrate that. But here's the thing. One of the people today commented something about, you know, you're free. You like everybody if they're Democrats. And, and honestly, this is not a political issue. It has become a political issue to some people. But there are a lot of Republicans in the Luligans who don't have a problem with us celebrating Pride Month, and, and who don't who, have a problem with who, us... Who actually support it and as much as we do. donate to Pride Raiser and... This is not a Democrat-Republican issue. This is a human rights issue. Do they know who Milo is? What? Or yeah. Andrew Sullivan? But what I'm saying is, if you want to think it's political, or if you if you don't want to be a part of the group because we do things like Pride Razor, that's fine. I, I, you're under no obligation. You can actually just come and stand next to us and chant and sing, and no one's ever going to ask you how you feel about that issue. But if you want to make a point to argue about things like gay rights or then you're going to get some pushback and some people will say goodbye. I, I don't know how to make it any clearer than that. Um, I'm sorry. This group is not for everybody. I, I openly admit that. We've had that statement for 11, 12 years. <laughs> yeah. Now. And again, I don't, I mean, if, if you think we post about it too much or whatever, I'm sorry, but we're raising money for charities. We're we're actively speaking up for members in our community, and I think we do ninety five percent soccer and five percent, you know, posting about our charities or whatever. But we've not had a, a real team essentially for two years. Yeah, and there's more people. There's new people who maybe don't understand supporters culture and may don't maybe don't understand. I mean. If you looked around the league, there were lots of banners for different causes. Um, there's Ukraine flags everywhere. That's a social activist slash political statement being made. Um, every every st- team in the league has switched their logo to a rainbowified every, and selling uh, rainbowified uh, merchandise. Every SG in the league has this banner that says "Refugees Welcome." Yeah, you so know, uh, it, I think I think we use our voice for good. It's not a political thing; it's a people thing. Yes. And if you want to go and go to the game and enjoy soccer and hang with like-minded people, that's what you're there for. If you don't, you don't have to agree with them outside the stadium. It's about the 90 minutes in the stadium. Just, yeah. to, just like the Coopers. I hate them for the 90 minutes in the stadium, but outside they're good yeah. people. And if, I mean, if you stand in the supporter section, yeah, there might be a rainbow flag blown in your face. If you can't, if you can't handle that, if that, if that triggers you, and you think that's too political, maybe our section isn't for you. But also, Peter Cran waved a don't tread on me flag for two years. Gadsden yeah. flag, yeah. And no, no, you know, that's his right. Yeah. And I, I don't think he meant it in a, 
hateful way. In you know. a hateful way. Well, he meant it because the national team yeah, was they using used it. it for, yeah. and, but also, but still, it's his right to fly that yeah. flag. And, I, and whether I, or not I like it or whatever, uh, it's, I will defend his right to fly it. Yeah. As long as it's not aggressive, I don't care. So that's all I'll say about that. Um, we do use our platform to support causes we believe in. And yes, not everybody agrees. Not not every in a group in our size. You right. can't have 100 percent agreement on anything. But most of us can find our own way and find a path. And maybe you don't want to stand by the by the pride banner. I get that. You don't have to. You don't, Maybe you don't want to contribute to this week's charity du jour. That's fine. Maybe there's some that you do agree with and some you do want to support. Or maybe you want to get more involved and suggest charities. Or maybe there's all kinds of ways you can do it. Here's the thing. Come down and talk to us. Yeah. Or talk to someone in one of these marginalized communities. And let hear them. Talk to them. Get because, to know them. Because I think a lot, a lot of context is lost online. Yeah. Whereas oh, if yeah. you have a one-on-one conversation with someone... You will find that you're more similar than not. I mean, I, there there are some people in this group that I'm good friends with that are Chelsea fans. <laughs> but mean, also, but I, I I will I will say this that I am or was one of the biggest mouths on Twitter. Yeah. I was a bitch to deal with, and I, I look back and cringe at some of the things I t- tweeted. Yeah. But also, you you know that face to face, it's not a bad guy. You know, but also, I mean, Brian Simpson and I do not have a lot of the same political views. I stand, well, at St. Louis FC, I stood by Brian Simpson 90% of the games. Yes, he was always right with us. Um, we talked throughout the entire game about the game. Occasionally, we'd rib each other about, you know, personal stuff, but we managed to get through seven years standing next to each other. Being good friends. And never have an argument. And even, <laughs> but even when we had the discussion, it was respectful. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, I know Brian, yeah. and I know he doesn't have bad intentions. Yeah. He's, I think he's wrong, and yeah. he thinks I'm wrong, and that's fine. We can agree on that. Yeah. So there's room for everybody in the section, um, but there's not room for somebody if you, you know, like a couple of these people have said kind of hateful things. On, yeah. You know, I, I don't even want to go into it because it's not worth it. It's a couple of people. Half of them don't live in St. Louis. They're just on, you know, it's the internet. People, some people are on the internet just to argue or just to, you know, make Be shit disturbing. Yeah, so that's fine. Good for them. Uh, <laughs> Dave Irwin wants to know, please speculate wildly on who you think the, the next box-to-box central midfielder is. And he posted a quote from Lutz talking about, you know, his ideal central midfielder. Um. Uh, I was going to say that the first thing that popped into my mind actually was because of Lutz. And I want to make sure I get the name right because I uh, have a tendency to mess things up. Oh, yeah. Axel Witzel from uh, uh, Borussia Dortmund. Great, great uh, midfielder. He is coming up out of contract. And Lutz does the play-by-play for the Bundesliga on, is it ESPN or Fox? Whichever one it is. Um, it's probably and, ESPN because ESPN has like every league yeah. Now. So he was he was talking about you know this player and saying how there's some MLS interest and maybe he's interested in coming to MLS, which sparked a couple of people to say, ah, he's MLS. <laughs> and you know Lutz does love a Bundesliga player, but apparently uh, he's interested in going to LA. Either one of the LA franchises are in for him. I mean, it makes sense. They're yeah. always going to have I, first I, pick. And again, you, 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 your box standard European guy. 
knows about Miami, yeah. New York, Vegas, LA, and Orlando because of uh, Disney World. Yeah, that's 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 they know. That's what they know. And it, and that and, and you talk about the Swedish lads on the Blues reaching out to Nielsen saying yeah. this is a good town. Yeah, you know it, we're gonna need more of that. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. And I, again, I am not the best guy to talk to about all the mid midfield free agents in the world or even in MLS. Um, there are thankfully now, I think there's now six podcasts locally, which it was us forever by ourselves and we could just do whatever we wanted. Now there's actually good shows out there, so we have to work on it. Um, but there's other shows that, that know much more about players and personnel and things like that. Um, people that have time to spend all afternoon on transfer. Market. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know who, who that would be. I'm kind of excited by the fact that whoever they end up signing, whoever Lutz is thinking about in this quote, I've probably never heard of him, and he could be great. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I want out of... It, that's what we said know. from Lutz from the beginning, is that his Rolodex yeah. is the biggest reason to have him in this, in this job. Because... Just the people he comes across and knows. Yeah. Or or hopefully we've got scouts down in South America. Like maybe there's a guy down. Like I would much rather get a guy I've never heard of who has tons of upside. Second division Mexico. Do, do, you, yeah. want, do you want someone like Witzel who's played all his life with quality around him? Yeah. Or do you need someone? I don't know. That, 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 that's... He's well, going to have to play next to someone like Drew Conner. I'm not yeah. opposed. I'm not opposed to. I mean, Witzel's another guy who I would say still meat and potatoes part part of his career. He's not on the way down yet. Like I'm not opposed to somebody I've heard of and somebody who's who's a prime market guy, but it's got to be the right guy. And Lutz has always talked about that. You know, he he needs a guy who's going to play. Well, and that's both the other ways. Thing. He's going to play this style, and that, in MLS, you have to be that way. Yeah. You can't be a floating nine kind of situation. You need to be hankered in in both boxes. Yeah. So, Dave, my my answer to that would be: I hope I've never heard of him, and I hope he's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's a great answer. Kind of. No, it is I mean, because, it, and that's the thing: I don't want the rehashes. Yeah. Of MLS, I don't want the you know. This drawing from the same, I made the Bruce Arena joke earlier, but that's kind of how MLS gets after a while. Is that it's the same pool of guys going from team to team to team. Well, but and you I, had that in the Premier League with Allardyce and Pulis, but and but even Kirbishly with the, just. But the going. difference is is that I think in MLS it's the players, but that the you see the players doing that as well. I will say the other thing when I read that question, the, the first thing that popped into my mind, and you guys will know this about me, I I used to be the Biggest, Michael biggest. Bradley. I used to be the biggest no, fanboy. No, I, I knew it was. I was too, but and, I was. And with when you, he man. was in Germany, he was a Italy. box to box. Well, he was in Italy. He was at Borussia. Oh, he was. Gladbach he before was, that. Um, he was a box to box midfielder. He could run all day. He could slot into three or four different positions. He could body. He could he, body. He he had that that toughness, that bite. And he, he was a quality midfielder. And he when was he, a quality uh, midfielder. Not a superstar, but did all the work. That's a type of guy I want. And when he came back here, he lost his appetite. I mean, whether it was because he was guaranteed playing time, he was no longer fighting. Like, when he went to Europe at 18, he had to fight for everything he got. 
because he was an American. He had a chip on his shoulder, and he had to work. And I think I think and he did have his truck with him. I think this play is like I think where, even when Rooney came here to DC, he yeah. bought it because yeah, I think yeah. this, this guy's like that. As soon as you cross the white line, yeah, yeah, and it doesn't matter if you're playing on a park or at Wembley Stadium. As soon as you cross that white line, it just a, a switch has been flicked, and you yeah. just you can't help yourself. Um, Michael Bradley trained with Daniel De Rossi, Totti, and the man, uh, Pjanic yeah. every day. Every day. That, that was his competition to get in that Roma team. And then he came back here and he was... He was guaranteed he was, starting. And, and I, I can't help but think... The mindset's different. Yeah. But I did on the same. Four and a half million a year over 900 yeah. grand at Roma. I did on the same thing, man. And, yeah. and by that time, he had worked for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not blaming him, but like a, that was the kind of guy that I thought of. I I, I agree with you though. He yeah. was legit. Yeah. He was legit. And then like for for some reason, all the American outlaws turned on him, and and like well, part of it was also is that Bob was playing him incorrectly. It, well, I get that, but but he like he just basically was our our glue to fix whatever hole but we he, had. But it wasn't just him either. You look at that team in Brazil. They all came back. Yeah. They all, and they all fell off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. They all did. Mick's discreet. He's a fucking cashier at Walmart now, for all I know. I know. You know, they, they, yeah. they all came back and they all fell off a cliff. Yeah. Save for, for Dempsey and, and, you know, Altidore. You know, he's. he's they're, they're just. They all yeah. came back, but he was vilified. Bradley yeah. was vilified for some reason. I don't and get I, it. Other than it being Bob's son, I always thought he was he was one of our best. Not superstars, but just dependable. Yeah, you knew Filled what you were role. getting out of them. You could work around. Them. But was, I've been accused of being a Michael Bradley fanboy. So, I, but he was good, man. Yeah, he, he was. was he good. was. And and all the factors that we're talking about go into that decline, and you can actually see it lay out yeah. piece by piece. As a box to box midfielder, he ran for ninety minutes. He could play the ball. He had a bite in his tackle. Yeah, and. Wasn't afraid of anybody. Yeah, that's uh, that's he, who we need. We yeah. need somebody in that style. And you know what? He went to Villa. Yeah. And Villa didn't give him a chance. And it was the whole, I, I'm sure it was anti-American bias, you know, that yeah. you, you saw it with his dad at but, Swansea or, or Jesse Mars now at, at Leeds. They, they didn't give him a chance because Villa missed out there. Yeah. But he went He went to Heronveen when he was 18 from New York Red Bulls. Then Heronveen earned a spot at Borussia Morton. Much glad back. Then he got his villa move, and then he went to Roma. I mean, he, he went worked. To, he went to Kievo, Verona. No, oh, that's right. And and he impressed everyone so much that they they nicknamed him uh, the, the, the general. The general, general, yeah. The general. Yeah. I mean, he, he, the, the Italians gave him a nickname. He worked for everything he got, and and I mean, say what you want about Bob Bradley, he was the one when his son was eighteen said, "You need to get the fuck out of MLS." You need to go to Europe, and you need to Cut challenge your yourself because yeah. you're never going to reach your potential if you stay in in MLS. He was right. Pulisic's dad was right too. I mean, it's yeah. true. And so again, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but these people that say we need to sign Josh Sargent and bring him back, fuck no, let that kid battle it out. If it's not at Norwich, he'll get another shot somewhere else. If you bring him back to MLS, he will never achieve his his full potential. There's a, there's a complacency that comes with comfort. Yeah. So that's all I say. Uh, Mike Eden wants to know, for the pop culture segment of the show, 
Have you guys been watching Shorzy? And what do you think? Oh, give your balls a tug. <laughs> yeah, Shorzy. It is great. And I, 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 after I finished watching it, I tweeted something, and it's taken off like crazy to the point where even the director of photography replied to me because Kiso is so good that he took a one-dimensional, one-joke character yeah. and fleshed it out in six episodes to have heart and thoroughness, and he's still a piece of shit. For what? <laughs> For what? <laughs> but you know, he's your piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, he's a he's a shit guy to play against. But yeah. he's got your back. Like he made it great. And and the best part about it to me is the amount of indigenous people that yeah. he put in primary roles because they have been slighted so bad in Canada. Yeah, and, and a lot of well, actually a lot of women in like the GM role, yeah. the coaching role, the commissioner of the league roles. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like they're, you know, he, he, you talk about activism. Yeah. Like Jared Kiso is right there. And I will say, I, I'm a, I'm a casual hockey fan. I used to be a big hockey fan. I, I have not, I mean, I don't watch maybe two NHL games a year and you don't have to be a hockey fan to watch no, like this no, show. You it's don't. a, if you like, it's kind of like a minor league sports mentality like guys who you know work hard and 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 just like the camaraderie of a locker room and it's it's that kind of humor it's like you know you don't have to be a hockey fan is all i'm saying it, it just just it, for those that have watched went grocery shopping after uh after i finished the series bought a box of sticks there you go sticks for the man of the match winners get sticks winners get sticks um let's see Jeremy Cowan wants to know... Uh, for what? <laughs> for what? Insider information on the new uh, Kiki. I, I don't know her last name. I don't know, but God Kiki is me. awesome. Kiki's awesome. She is the new, uh, I would say... Ticket rep. Ticket rep for the supporter section. Caleb's doing more of the... Uh, Management liaison. Liaison type of role. Um, so Kiki has been brought in. Kiki's been at the last four, four or five games. Yep. She is a hustler. She's great. Um, so if you come to a tailgate, you'll definitely meet Kiki. She's walking around. She's introducing herself to people. Kind of like Caleb, you know, like when Caleb first started. She, she's literally walking with Caleb everywhere right now. Yeah. I mean, nobody knew Caleb when he started, but you got to know him. You got to like him. Well, and then he wasn't wearing a hat the one day. I didn't know who he <laughs> you didn't, was. You didn't recognize him. Uh, but Kiki's good people. Come out to a game and meet her. Um, otherwise I know she'll be reaching out like she reached out on email to introduce herself. Uh, and if you have any questions about your supporter section season tickets, she will be the person to get a hold of. Shoot so her an email, um, I don't know if she's on social media yet, but, uh, again, the woman is working her butt off. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if, if she doesn't get back to you, she's got a lot of work to do to get caught up. And, but she is out but and about come to the games. That's the best place to see her. Um, she also came to the thieves events. I mean, she's doing her part to get to know the supporters and, uh, come out to our events. So she's a dynamo. Yeah. Come out and say hi to Kiki. She's good people. Um, that's all we got for questions tonight. Um, I think I'd be so good to you. <laughs> I think that covers is on, everything. Is it on Hulu? Uh, yes, it is. It is on Hulu. Yeah. Yep. I still watch him. And shit. <laughs> so I'll have to pick and choose my. Yeah. Put it in your headphones, put it on your phone. Maybe, you know, just where you're taking a shit. It's, or it's, it does have uh, some language, so maybe not. Language. Maybe not around the toddlers because I'm sure they would pick all of it up. 
<laughs> I, I, there's just something about a four-year-old Wesley going to give your balls a yeah. tug, you tit fucker. Yeah, so. <laughs> I have stories. I'm sure you do. Already, I have stories. I just remember, I don't know how old Ewan was, but we took that one road trip and Fart we, were, we were about three seconds into the van ride and you just turned around and you said, Ewan, there's game language and there's home language <laughs> and mom does not need to know. And so then he's like, Five minutes later, he was like, so can I say fart nugget? And, was like, <laughs> and then he said fart nugget about a thousand times on that trip. Yes. But that is also a good life lesson for a young lad. You can get around with the boys and, you know, yeah. I, I'm not being sexist. The there's, girls. Game, there's game day language yes. and there's life there's, language. There's home language and there is stadium mm-hmm. language. And do not mix the two up. Exactly. So that's all we got for tonight. Um, again. It's a monthly show, so I'm glad you're enjoying it monthly. Oh, Matt Bird has... Two things. Yes, uh, first thing, I wasn't on the last podcast, but Ewan did a fundraiser for his school and a lot of Luligans chipped in. I really, really appreciated it. He was the highest raising nice. person in his class, and his class had the highest total of the school. Nice. You know, so Luligans are always generous. I, I yes. hat tip to you all. Thank you very much. I tried I tried to, to, to give everyone a mensch that, that chipped in. Uh, there was a lot of anonymous donors, so if I, I didn't know who you were, but thank you. Um, second thing, English guy Josh Doling. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rolling. Uh, four goals, four games. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, I think it, w- it was maybe two podcasts ago we were talking about how he's doing all the work. He just hasn't, you know, got those goals yet. But now they're dropping. It's coming, and and yeah, since that show, he has. I mean, I think he's scored four or five. I think four in four games. So yeah, he's he's earning it. He's doing good work and. There is a little bit of talk that he might earn himself a spot on the big team. So keep it up, Josh. And uh, and a lot of other kids doing good work out there. Please, if you haven't gone and seen the City 2 game, go do it. I kept an eye out for him, obviously, because he was in there. He's, he's one of my homeboys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I will also say, I want to apologize. Uh, on Sunday, I was in the worst mood ever. So if you saw me and I was surly, it wasn't you, it was me. And also, shout out to several people who stopped by to make sure I was okay. Uh, I was okay. I was just not having a good time. And I, I'm sorry about that. But uh, you, the games are fun. You met Brad. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's a, it's pretty much a to- coin toss when you come up to me if you're going to get good Brad or bad Brad. It's the seven so. faces of Brad. I wasn't drunk enough. That's the problem. Probably. So, please uh, come out to If you were drunk and that mad. Yeah, I wouldn't I, have given a good time. I, I think I'd gone up to the truck, gotten the uh, bungee cords, and hogtied yeah, you. I, get, I mean, we all got it coming. <laughs> but if honestly if you haven't been out to a city two game yet please do they're fun i know it's a trip over to the east side in edwardsville but you know what you can do it i've i've been there and back so i know it's possible st louis ain't that you big rode folks. with me but, well but i made it st louis ain't that big folks no, no it isn't it's not and you know bird lives out west i live down south i drive that far no matter where the game is so you can do it it's fun join us Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. Brighter than a lucky penny when you're near the rainbows. Disappears, dear, and I feel so fine just to know that you.